Hi everyone, Richard Ricasada here. And today what I want to talk about is money and how you think of it. And the reason why I want to cover that is because when you start down this path as an investor, it's really important to know that the way that you were taught, or at least that I was taught about money, is a lot different than the way you need to be thinking about it as an investor. And what do I mean specifically? So when I was younger, I was taught and I was taught to believe that money was this finite thing. And so you had this, this pile of money and it was something that you kind of took away from. And when you took away all of it, you had nothing left. And so what we need to understand is that money to an investor is not this finite thing. It is actually a means of creating a stream, an infinite stream of income that just keeps, keeps creating more money. And it isn't until you make this shift that you can really transition into becoming someone that consumes money to a person that creates a stream of money. And so that's what I want to focus on today is how do we take, how do we change that, that, that mindset of, of uh, scarcity and turn it into one of abundance. So let me tell you a story. About 20 years ago when I was working as a software engineer, uh, I had a co-worker come up to me and say, hey Richard, uh, uh, I'm gonna be, go uh, buy a minivan today. I'm like, oh great, what are we buying? So he started telling me what he was gonna buy and things like that. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pay cash for it. And I was like, what? You can't pay cash for that. He's like, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? I'm not gonna have any payments. It's gonna be all paid off. It's gonna be low stress. And I said, hey, hang on, hold on a second. The problem is, is that when you pay cash on something that is decreasing in value over time, it is one of the worst places that you can put your money into. And he's like, well, what should I do? And I said, well, hang on, Here, here's what you need to do. You've got $40,000 for this, this minivan that you're gonna purchase, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, okay, let's say that you were to do that today and you and I did not have this conversation. And you took that money and purchased the minivan. What's gonna happen, let's fast forward five years from now. What's gonna happen in five years? And he says, well, uh, nothing. I'll have a minivan, uh, I'll probably be in the market for another one. I said, great, okay. So at the end of that, when you're in the market for another minivan, five years from now, that $40,000 minivan, how much is it gonna be worth after five years. And he's like, probably like 11,000. I'm like, yeah, you would have lost, what is that? Uh, $29,000 right then and there over five years. And he's like, yeah, well that's the reality of it because cars go down in value. I said, okay, Underst understand that. Now, what if we did this? What if we took your $40,000 and bought a piece of real estate cash and you bought it cash, and so you're really only responsible for property tax, 
HOA if it has one, uh, property management if you don't self-manage. Let's say that after, let's say that you do that, you rent it out for 725 bucks, and after paying all that, you cash flow like 500 bucks a month. And he's like, well, what are you gonna buy for $40,000? I said, well, you can go down, you can go down to the other side of town and go get a studio condo for $40,000. He's like, is it gonna rent for 725? I said, actually it will. So here's what happens. After you get that set up, you've got $500 coming into your pocket every month. And then what you do is you take that 500 and you go to the bank and you go get a loan for 40,000. You, you know, whatever it works out to, five years, six years, however many years it takes to pay off, you get that loan and you take the, the money that you're making from your rental property to pay for the car loan. And he's like, okay. And I said, now let's fast forward five, six years. In that time, the minivan's paid off. You uh, have this rental property that where that $500 was servicing a loan, but now in, because the loan's gone and paid off, you actually get to pocket it now and you're getting $500 a month in your pocket. Your $40,000 is still protected because it's still in that rental property. So it didn't, that, that money didn't go away. And that piece of real estate probably went up over time. In six years, maybe it went from 40,000 to 45,000 or something like that. So you had a loan that was paid off by your tenant, protected your money in the real estate asset, and now you're getting $500 a month, your minivan's paid off, and not out of your pocket, and the minivan is now down to 15,000. So you're way ahead in terms of your, the, the use of that money that you had saved up for this minivan. And he's like, hmm, that sounds like it could work. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't do it that way. He did pay cash for the minivan. The interesting thing is when I came up with that, I said, you know what? I can do my vehicles like that. And so that's what I did. I bought a $40,000 studio condo in another part of town, rented it out for 725 bucks a month, cash flowed that 500. I actually bought a minivan for myself and got a loan for a minivan, paid it off in five years. That minivan worth practically nothing now, but my money was saved in that real estate asset and that asset actually went from 45,000 up to 65,000 in just that brief period of time. And after that, I was now pocketing $500 a month from that. So it actually worked out really well. Got my minivan paid off, uh, income producing property, and protected my money. So that really is the moral of the story today. And the one takeaway that I wanted all of you to have was that we've got to shift our minds on how we think about money and know that money can uh, serve as a tool to generate more. And when you do that and ask that question, how do I get other people to pay for my stuff? All the answers come into place. So that's what all I wanna share with you today. And I hope that helps you rethink the way you think about money and 
that's that first step into becoming an investor. So we'll see you next time and take care.